Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Yeah, that's right. We're glad you could join us. It's time to sit back, get comfortable, talk about some weird stuff, just chill for a while. Welcome to After Hours with the Wise Guys. Here's Matt Man at 9. Yes, sir. Welcome. Welcome to After Hours. Welcome to one and all, except Russian oligarchs. Well, they can't access this anyway. That's right. We uh, we uh, took it down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. Thank you very much for listening to After Hours with the Rise Guys. I am Matt Man. He is nine. I'm nine. He's Matt Man. And, uh, and that's why we're here today is yeah. to talk to you about a bunch of stuff. Yeah, we got stuff to say, man. We have subjects to discuss that we didn't get to discuss fully this morning or any other morning on the Rise Guys morning show. Somebody asked me this the other day, and it's not a, it... I, it's not one of those things of, I don't want to say the person's name. I just can't remember who uh, said it to me. But they said, some of the things you talk about on After Hours, I wish you would talk about on the Rise Guys mm-hmm. morning show. Yeah. And I said, well, some of those things we can't. And yeah, a lot of those like, things we can't. Is it because of content or the language? And I was like, no. And, and they're like, well, what is the reason? I didn't feel comfortable saying. Yeah. Well, it's it is it, sometimes it is content. Sometimes it is uh, the 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 length, and and in this Thank format, you. we're able to have an, an uninterrupted conversation. But on that show, we get at most ten to twelve minutes. We can have the conversation, yeah. and then we have to go do commercials and play a song, something like that. We have other business to tend to, mm-hmm. and then if we come back to it, then it's a disconnected conversation. It isn't the same as that one continuous flow. And it's also the fact that you have some of the subjects we talk about. We may not necessarily want two other voices on it. The best example I always try to give to people is you're sitting there, you're hanging out with a dear friend, maybe you're getting a coffee, yeah. getting some drinks, yeah. having some beers, and they go take a shit for 20 minutes and then come back and pick right back up on the conversation. It never works. Yeah. You sit there for 10 saying, well, what were we talking about? Mm-hmm. So regardless, uh, I and think- Some conversations are just better with two people. Nothing against anybody, but some conversations are just better with two people than they are with three or four. Yeah. That that's true. That's even a thing too. Yeah. Because the one person who goes and takes a dump comes back. The other three have moved on. Yeah, they have. They want to talk about the other things. Like, no, your stomach's tore up yeah. too bad. I never like having a conversation with four or five people at one time. It's pointless. It's utterly nothing. Really comes of it. It's just mindless drivel most of the time. There's not much substance to it. Like a good conversation is at most three people. I think. Yeah, you know, it's so weird how we get into that that mindset of like a good example here is. Uh, this was obviously pre-COVID, but the uh, the company Christmas party. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, 
Look at it. Everybody's sitting here, and they're all clicked up. Yep. You got you got the smokers over here. You got the teetotalers over here, and then you got others. But then again, if we all just stood around in a circle and just talked, like <laughs> what is that like? It's like Oklahoma. One person goes in the middle, talks for a minute, and then they get speared by somebody else, and then they talk for a minute. Exactly, yeah. It's old football drill for those that are not athletic like us. <laughs> but no, you're right. It is, is kind of like that. So there's various reasons that this podcast is the way it is and why some of the subjects don't pop up on the other show. Yeah. Some of them do. Some, uh, some of them do not. Some of them, and, and some of the ones that do need more like detail to it. Um, and that's one of the things I was wanting to, to discuss. One is that... Um, what was it? Ah, crap. What? I know what it is. Okay. Uh, I was making a fun joke there. Um, <laughs> that we were talking about on, and this is my world now, I can't remember sometimes if it was this podcast or the Rise Guys Morning Show, which if, if you listen to this and are not aware of the other show. You'd like it too. Yeah. It, probably wherever you listen to this now, if you just click down or up or something, they'll, it'll link back to it. Or you can just text podcast 72341 mm-hmm. to send you both links yeah um i had said we were talking about hobbies and whatnot and um i was talking about my love affair my love hate love affair with uh sports cards yeah baseball cards specifically really um i can still i can't remember stuff that happened two weeks ago but i can remember my first pack of baseball cards it was the year 1985. Yeah. Staying with Nanny and Papa, my, my yeah. grandparents. Yeah, I'm familiar with this, but please go ahead. This is a great one. I ain't, we, there's a lot to talk about with this, too. Went to the former hometown grocery store. Nanny and Papa would always say, if we go to the grocery store and y'all are good, you can have a candy uh-huh. candy bar on the way out. I had recently overheard a family member, not either one of them or my mom or dad, uh, didn't use the, the cool thing of uh, saying heavy set or... Uh, Husky or anything, just like straight out fat. Talking oh about yeah! It. And I remember thinking, like, I'm fat. <laughs> no, I mean, like, I you got to get in the mind of a. Oh, it's a terrible realization. I was ten. Yeah, because when you're a little fat kid running around, you don't realize you're a little fat kid running around until you find out the hard way you're a little fat kid. Even you don't know, you can't, see, you don't see yourself like that really, and then you find out when people start calling you fat relentlessly for years. A great example was like the I mentioned the word husky. There, yeah. that was the brand of jeans I wore as a kid, but I didn't realize it meant husky as in fat. Yeah, I thought it was the brand husky. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I so long story short, we, we, me and Angel, my sister, had obviously been on good behavior at the grocery store, so. Angel goes and gets whatever she's going to get, and I look down and I see Topps baseball cards, and I was like, "I like the Atlanta Braves. Uh-huh. Maybe I'll get me a Dale Murphy." Even they suck back then. It's the closest yeah, thing. Yeah, the only access team. really, except for team. the Cubs, and I hate them. Yeah, oh, love you though, Looper. I know that's your team. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, I like Mark Grace just fine. Well, I got talked into uh, buying the the cards instead of candy because you got to stick a bubble gum in there. Yeah, so I, I loved baseball cards and it also the way that i was really into them as far as like people were amazed how i inventoried them and i kept written records and uh put them in order and all this stuff and i think that part of the attention that i got from family members and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um 
was part of the reason that it also made me get into it. But I really yeah, like it. Makes sense. I like collecting them. You know, you like collecting things. You're so a collector. I said on the the other show on the morning Rise Guys Morning Show That's that what drew probably pushed me out of the hobby was I was getting more into it about the uh, investment potential, making oh, yeah. money off of yeah. it. Yeah. But then I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like, no, you might be wrong on that. It may be the, and I'm not even like trying to make you laugh or anything like that. If, mm-hmm. if it does, fine. But the from the very scarring event that happened when I was 13. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And then kind of those two things are, are connected. They're, I mean, not quite one in the same, but definitely the same the same place they come from, the same sort of motivation. Well, there's one, definitely a connection between the other. two. Yeah, it, it takes a hobby, and the hobby becomes greed, and that's what you, that's the story you're getting to here. Yeah, it, it, it started off as like, oh, I collect this. Well, I can sell these that I have to buy those, and then it's yeah. all for profit. And then, so, yeah, if you <clears> collect <throat> cards for fun, you're happy to get somebody you want or any cool card. But if you collect them for money, then you, you're trying to hit. You're trying to hit. You're upset if you don't hit. Yeah, it's gambling. Yeah. People sit there and rip packs and stuff yeah, like you, that. Yeah, you get a cool card, and you're upset because you got a cool card that ain't, ain't going to sell for a whole lot. It's still a cool card. Well, I was amazing people, family, and everything because I'd go to – my daddy would drive me to baseball card shows. Very young teenager. I couldn't drive yet. I'd go set up for several hours at these hotel shows and, and come back like – I remember one time I sat there and counted my money afterwards, and my and I just looked at my daddy. He says, "How much is?" I was like, thirty two hundred dollars, and he was like, "From ball car." Yeah. So I don't know the attribution to the fact that I was making money or whatever drew me out of the hobby. Yeah. I think it has to do with the thing of, about my about my preacher. Yeah, exactly. Because. You know, it's, so the scarring thing, when I, I think I was, I'm pretty sure 12, maybe right at 13, mm-hmm. um, because of me and how everybody in the church and everything talked about my, uh, it's like I was some kind of baseball card savant, the way yeah. they talked about me. Oh, yeah. Um, he started getting into it, my preacher did. And this guy, it wasn't a young preacher. Like, when I was a kid, he had to be like late 40s early 50s oh, that's that a young point. preacher back then especially the, yeah but now like, yeah. they start off you know they go to seminary at 17 yeah now preachers like make a church pastor some of them younger than i am franklin will day, start you at nine years old now back in the day <laughs> well back in the day man <laughs> preachers were old and it's not oh, just yeah. that we were that much younger no these were old like bald-headed guys with a little bit of white hair on the sides <laughs> they were old man they all had that little bit of yeah yeah so he got into it and um I think that he wasn't even a sports fan, this guy. I think he got into it just for the money. Yeah. Because he got into it and didn't even collect a certain player, a certain team, and was drawn to the fact that Matthew made $3,200. So he, my parents allowed for him to take me to baseball card shows, mm-hmm. not only to buy, but to set up and sell at them. Well, this one particular one. Who can you trust if not a humble servant of the Lord? Amen. We we went to a. Uh, well, it's not even there anymore. I can say it, Tab's Flea Market in Greer, oh, South yeah. Carolina. Down there by uh, by the, the fish camp. Uh, yeah. the, what's it? Tadpole. Tadpole. Yeah. Now it's a. a they sell mobile homes there. Yeah. Tadpole's and, still going though. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. Um. So 
I again, you have to realize again my attentiveness to inventory and knowing what I had. Mm-hmm. Like I was weird about it. We, I go to the, to the setup with the the preacher. We set up at the card, uh, the flea market. Come back after I would do a show. I'd get my record book out. I'd write down. I'd look back. Oh, I paid four fifty for this card, and I just sold it for seven dollars. So I'd write two dollar fifty cent profit, and I would go through. And so I'm doing my inventory, and I'm realizing. Ooh, did I sell that card like a $35 card? No. No. Wait, where's that other card? And I'm realizing what I called my hot box yeah. wasn't there. Oh, yeah, all your big stuff. My big cards. Yeah, what was in it? Do you remember any of the cards that were in it? 1955 Bowman, uh, Mickey Mantle. Oh, wait. 1955 Bowman, Eddie Matthews. Oh, wait. Uh, a 67 or 68 Willie Mays. At the time, way more now, but at the time... Those were, I mean, those were good cards. Probably uh, even then, they were good cards. Probably a couple thousand dollars worth of cards. Oh, yeah. it was in a, a shoebox. Um, so I, I told my mama, I was like, "Mama," she's like, "What, baby?" I said, uh, I, "My hot box is missing," and she's like, "Oh, you probably just left it in the preacher's car, his mm-hmm. Buick." By the way, on the way to all these car shows, I never noticed it at the time and didn't even think about it till years later. He straight up drank mouthwash. Oh, yeah. And you know what that means, yeah. likely. Yeah. He had really bad breath. It's a terrible halitosis. And uh, probably an alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, but trying to hide it. So um, she said, well, let me call him. So she, I'm sitting there listening. I'm just you know, biting my fingernails. Like, no, you're nervous. You're nervous with damn wreck. Anxiety. She said, hey, preacher, it's Mary. Um, Matthew was wanting to know if he left his hot box. <laughs> hey, Michael, <laughs> he left his hot box in your car, you know, his good cards. Yeah. And he says, well, no, I, uh, I didn't see it, but let, hold on. I will run out there and look. Uh, Matthew's going to go look. Hold on. <laughs> Coming up next on Solid Gold. Mm-hmm. It's a TV show. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Yeah. We'll see you tomorrow morning. All right. Bye. What do you say, Mama? Can we come get it? He said it wasn't in there, wasn't Matthew. Wasn't in there, Matthew. So then I'm like, Mama, I left it on the table at the flea market. I just know it. So I don't know how my daddy, through his connections in Greer, realized who the people were. I think the person that owns that land and across the street, the same family. Yeah, man, he knew everybody in Greer, I think. Yeah. So they call. Nobody turned it in. Mm-hmm. So my first thought is, I left it on the table. Somebody came by and got it, just as most anybody would. Yeah, you Pick know. it up, take it. I was so, I was crying. I was distraught. That was my heart, man. I was so, so upset. She called him back. Preacher, I hate to do this. Matthew's driving me buck wild. Will you please go look uh, one more? Or maybe go look in yours, I think. Maybe, maybe she Make said. sure it didn't get mixed up in your yeah. cards, Preacher. Well, Mary, after you said that, I actually went out there and, and moved the spare tire around and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We weren't talking about his gut, but the actual spare tire. Yeah. Uh, I actually went in my cards, and uh, Matthew had a certain way of putting his price tags. He'd put a star in the corner. That way he'd never get his mixed up with anybody else, and that's true. Mm-hmm. And none of his stickers were on those cards. So she's like, okay, I appreciate it. Well, that was on a Saturday night. Next day was church. Um, I, I was just fit to be tied. You just got to understand. Mm-hmm. And... I think that I told her I was going to go ask the preacher if I could go look in his car. And she's yeah. like, Matthew, he said it ain't in there. You left it there. You just kind of got it. He's the preacher. You got to eat it. You, yeah. you, whatever. You screwed up. So 
That Sunday night service afterwards, I saw my mama talking to one of the deacons of the church. One of the deacons, yeah. And I could tell she was not crying, but like upset, the oh, yeah. body language. So she came and got in the car, and she tell, she's talking to my daddy, uh, telling him, I guess with some kind of parental code, what maybe he said. Mm-hmm. So when she got home, she went up to my grandparents' house, I guess, to tell my grandparents. You all went to church together? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Poe Baptist yep. Church. Yeah. So, um, your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions may apply analysis by ucla speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023 celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. That preach or that deacon had told my mom that the preacher had confided to him that he had made a mistake. Oh, no. We're going to take a break right on that note. That mistake was when asked about the cards, um, he wasn't forthcoming with it. The first time he said that he did not see any of my cards. Yeah. But he said on the second time that some of them, which this uh, part still is not true, that they got mixed in with him. Yeah, I just got mixed. It's a harmless mistake. I even just, though I looked through them and made sure because I knew you were missing them. And I had stars on all my. Uh, Labels, and he knew that, and he said that he pointed that out. Yep, lie if you lie too much. So this guy told my mom, said, "Look, preacher told I, I told him he confided in me, basically saying, look, I screwed up, I did find them, um, and I lied about it, but I now want to make good on it. Yeah, because I have to, right? Because I, I have to. I didn't get away with it. Now let me do the right thing. So he confides that to my mom and says, look, I, in other words, the I'm preacher's not, a son of a bitch. I'm not trying to." Split the church down because my entire, like you said, my yeah. entire family. Went no, there. it was life, man. Church was life. It was. Now I'm all about that salt life. Mm-hmm. Saltwater kitchen life. Love it. It's so good. It's delicious. Another food. great option on Haywood Road. I want that, man. I want to go back and get some of that uh, crab and flounder almondine again. Anyway, I need to try that this time. Damn delicious, time. dude. Holy man, it's good. So he said, if you if you do confront this situation, I won't like stand down and say, "Oh, it wasn't me." But yeah. I'd rather you not say, "This is how you found exactly. out." Exactly. Yeah. You don't want. You know. You don't want to. You don't want to stir up too much involving too many other people. My daddy wanted to kick the preacher's ass. I <laughs> oh, would have been sight. It would have been fun.
Oh, he could have. He would have, definitely, yeah. Dave my was a big, daddy. Dave was a big full-size man. My daddy wanted to kick the preacher's ass. Oh, yeah, footnote here. My mom was the music director of yeah, the church. Yeah, so she's like one of the top two or three people in the church at that point. A lot of people would say the the basically the vice president. Exactly, the higher up. Now, that doesn't mean if the preacher died that she would become the preacher, but you know what exactly. I mean. Exactly, but yeah, she'd have a say-so on who was. So that was a Sunday night. My mom did not even work that Monday at her regular job at the Texter Mill because she was so distraught about what what is about to happen here. It wasn't like she was necessarily... Well, I'm sure they were dependent on the menial, uh, minimal, menial, whatever salary. Made a big difference, I'm, I'm sure. Back then, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but it po was like... Days, anything made a big difference. You're getting out of Poe Mill. You're confronting the pastor of this very thriving at the time church. Yeah. But so she talked to uh, you know her friends, whoever, uh, my grandpa, again, my dad. She had to tell him, stand down. Because he, he, I mean, think about it. It's his son. He stole from it and lied about it. Yeah. It's, I mean, you have this level of trust with this guy who's not only stole from your kid and lied about it, but you have a level of trust beyond just you have with most people because this, this is the preacher at your church. This is the pastor. Right. So yeah, it's just it's a violation of trust on so many levels. That, yeah, he would want to kick his ass, I bet. So, my, you know, my mom said, no, I can't do that. My mom says, look, here's what we're going to do. And I, I think the world of my mom, I give her hell or, you know, oh, yeah. talk craft, whatever, but... Uh, I thought the world of her through this. She says, no, I'm not going to confront him. I'm just going to essentially turn in my notice. Yeah. And I'm going to not. And so and it never really like affected me for a long time. But like to think that rather than to rip the church down the middle or whatever it may be, she was just going to walk away from the situation yeah. and let it work itself out. Uh-huh. But so... It was a. She decided on the Wednesday, so that was three days removed. My dad didn't go to church that night, and and now realizing why is because if he saw the preacher, he, he probably would have socked him right in the puss. Yeah. Plus, he got out of going to church that night. If I, I sit at home and smoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my sister was in GAs, uh, girl ambassadors, I guess. It's yeah. Girls in action. Oh, okay. It's like the opposite of RAs. Yeah. Um. So I'm out in the congregation. My mom. Now, this is where I don't know if she handled it the right way, me just saying this, but well, rather than to just turn in her notice after she did the uh, offertory hymn at night, yeah. she then announced that she was no longer going to be, she announced it yeah. from the pulpit, which I don't know if that was the right thing to do, regardless. No, this was a plan, brother. So Mary had a plan, what she had. She Think about it, she, she knew what she was doing every step of this. She, I'm the only one of the family out in the uh, congregation, yeah. and so I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be awkward. She, she looked at me and, and like, come on, we're leaving. Mm-hmm. So, we're, you, the buzz is in the church, exactly. Man. And I'm sitting here feeling, even though I didn't do anything wrong, I'm feeling like you and your stupid ball cards did all this, like. Mm-hmm. And my, nobody made me feel that way. It's my own thing. Yeah, I get that. As a kid, especially, I had a lot of moments like that where you think, you know, you feel like you're responsible for something that's uncomfortable, even though you, you aren't really. Yeah. I mean, that was, I was just, yeah. that was a weird thing. So we go home and my daddy, you know, said, there I have it. And, uh, you know, she told him, well, after church concluded that night, that same deacon came to the church and said, Came to the church or the house? Oh, came to the house, thank yeah. you. Came to the house and said, look, after the service tonight, we had called an emergency meeting of all the deacons. 
And uh, we've decided to basically fire the preacher. Yeah. And we want to retain your services as music director. Yeah. And my, I can remember my mom's, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something to the effect of people had already sided up with the preacher. Like the congregation, mm-hmm. like, well, it's he made a mistake. We're all sinners. You know, I remember that. Like, we all sin, and we're going to, like, kick it. You know, it's this whole thing. Yeah. And so my mom says, you know what? I think it's best that we just go our, our, our separate ways. And then my grandparents started going to another church. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, sliver here, sliver there. And even though my mom handled that with some pomp and circumstance. Oh, yeah. I still felt like if I just, like, I was still the cause of all that. Yeah, I get that. Like, I was still the cause of it. Now, did that church ever fully recover from that? Because that that church is still around. But when I was a kid in the same neighborhood a few years later on, that church was not like you said, a thriving church like it was back in the day. It was no longer that by the, the by the early nineties, even a few years after this happened. No. I mean by the like that happened what when you were thirteen, you said? So twelve or thirteen. So I mean yeah, but by the and when when you would have been twelve or thirteen in the late eighties, like what, eighties, eighty seven, eighty eight? Uh who's doing the math, but yes. Yeah, but and then, and then by like ninety one, ninety two, it was a shell of what you describe it as. I never saw it in its glory like that. And it remained that, and somehow I think it's still operational to this day. Yeah, I mean it's it's. But man, they had I mean they had very few people going there when I was a kid. Like very few. Well, it, and, and also part of that too, I think, is the fact that a lot of the the congregation was very very old. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people moved out of the neighborhood too, yeah. and the newer people didn't they didn't go to church. But like even that split the church right down the middle. Now afterwards and i don't remember how the how i got but, but i got the cards back yeah obviously you know that's he, good to, that's good to get them back i got the cards back but i remember and this is again drunk preacher's thief yeah dude they said they i ain't even gonna say because he's the kind of person that would well he's actually dead now but i don't want to be uh, getting you litigious uh sons of guns on us but no they said when they the the parsonage had some weird stuff in it when they got kicked out yeah and that was always by the way that was always unoccupied for most of my childhood that parsonage like always unoccupied for most of my my childhood i mean i don't remember anybody ever living there as long far back as i could remember think about that though man like like especially to be a preacher's kid like yeah. if you're the preacher you got to be the servant of the community so yeah. you're literally right there up on the church oh, yeah. so it's like constantly like you're at, i don't care if you're watching family feud yeah i need you to come get this demon out of my kid or yeah. whatever it is yeah it's it is a strange place to live um but it was in that neighborhood in the old mill houses it was the the newest and one of the nicest houses in the whole neighborhood it was the only brick house in the whole neighborhood and it sat unoccupied most of the time while people lived in old rundown fallen apart mill houses instead. Yeah. It 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 was I mean church serving the community is what I'm saying. I I mean I'm over it as far as I, I really a big believer uh, of uh therapy. Yeah. I mean I really am. Because there's stuff that like in your you, you don't realize until you get older how it like affected you. But it like Literally, I don't say this with any kind of malice. It made me hate church. No, I see that. You have to realize too, this is the same church I was molested in uh, four, five years earlier. Yeah, this is a messy church. Now, I didn't tell my mom about that then because I, I didn't really understand what it happened. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Now if she'd known that. God. Oh, it would have been in the ah, world then. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I, well, yeah. I mean, I can see. 
I know you'd feel weird about it at the time, certainly, and the fact that it, the church never recovered from it either. But again, you didn't have anything to do with it, and you realize that as an adult, certainly. Oh yeah, as but grown I, folk. But I, I wonder if, if you know, me saying, yeah, I don't really mess with sports cards, baseball cards. I still do, but you know, I, I attributed it to being, oh, I was just about the money, and I didn't really like the collectability of it or any certain player anymore or whatever. Uh-huh. But like all. All my like legendary heroes, whatever, like they're all retired now, you yeah. know, or dead. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I, I think what the what I was trying to say with that, I think that was more scarring to me than I realized at the time. Absolutely, and been. that made me kind of draw away from because anytime I'd see a baseball card there for, you know, yeah. a little bit of time, I'd just think of how weird that was. Oh yeah, man. And this guy that you just looked up to, or, or was made to look up to, oh yeah, and he was. Could do no wrong. Yeah, man, it's like that as a kid. I mean, not the same thing, obviously, but after my mom had a wreck one time when I was riding with her, I loved taking trips, loved riding the car, I loved going anywhere, you know, to get out of the mill, uh, off the mill hill and go see something different. Yeah. And But for, yeah, six months or so after that, I was scared every time I got in the car. Anytime it was time to hit the brakes, I was all clenched up and like I was hitting them on the floorboard and stuff. I mean, I had to, yeah, it scarred me for a little bit after that, a little PTSD or something for about six months after that wreck she had. Yeah. But you get over it. Yeah, you do. You get now. I, now I drive a fast you, ass car. <laughs> now I'm over there doing that when you go around them bends sometimes. Pardon. Yeah. But it's an interesting thing about hobbies too, man. I've said this before. I'll say it again right now in the last few minutes. That's to Russia. That too. That too. But <laughs> more and more nowadays, nobody can just have a hobby that's a hobby. You know, everything has to be fully monetized as a hobby. And that's you know, it's kind of it, it, you know, and that's. Kind of connected to stealing the cards, making money off the cards. It's all like it just like the hobby part of it's ruined now because it's a hobby for who? Who? Like who is it actually yeah. a hobby for instead uh. of just a money making attempt? Like we know a few guys who collect cards, but they still they sell and trade cards and stuff, and it's more of a hobby approach. But I'd say the vast majority of people are trying to make money off the damn things, and nobody. There's more sellers and dealers than there are collectors, and that's backwards ass as hell. And part of it too, I messed with Fat Boy, a producer of uh, our morning show, really bad the other day. It was very calculated. Yeah. So he collects cards a little bit too, but he likes to go find them and buy the packs at stores, and that's very rare to do now. Because does he collect them or does he like to flip them and sell them? He likes to sell some, I know. But is he more of a collector or a, or a seller? You know what? I don't know. I don't know I think either. if it was like Clemson players and stuff like that. Yeah, because he don't collect much anything. It's hard for me to believe he wants a collection of stuff besides his 11 pop vinyls on the desk at work. <laughs> 12. Oh, 12, okay. It's a 12. Um, <clears throat> so he goes to these stores trying to find them, and he's uh, he's not a guy that would go and buy all of them or whatever. But Though he will drive... 25 minutes up, 30 minutes up the road to go to a Target to buy some, and he don't ever go that way. I found a picture on Instagram or something of an old picture of Target uh, that was like the wall is full of sports cards. Yeah. And I sent it to him. I was like, oh my God, it has hit the lottery or whatever. He's like, which location is it? And yep. I had to, had to later tell him it was not real. But part you knew of that, get excited. talking about the, the hobby and the, the gluttony of, of, of money in it and whatever. It's it's the thing if if you happen to be there yeah. when they load them up you're going you go, you're going to well I'm gonna buy this one for Justin and yeah. maybe Caleb would want one too and all yeah. these but really you're thinking well they, mm-hmm. sell this for a profit Caleb and Justin ain't getting them it's like Beanie Babies were man that, oh, that's yeah. something that remember I've told you that yeah it became I was a, a total prick about that at one point with Beanie Babies too there were way more people trying to sell them than they were actually collecting them because they wanted them. 
I lied my ass off to make money there in Beanie Baby Mania. Yeah. I would come up with the biggest concoction of stories about, like, to find out where Beanie Babies were sold mm-hmm. in itself is very difficult pre internet. Oh, yeah. Because they had actual magazines about it. Yeah, Mary Beth. Yeah. But they they uh they would not sell in any like uh Hallmark or any like chains. Yeah. They would just do real select boutique kind of places. Yeah. And I would I know the ones that were gonna be valuable that were coming out or whatever. Everybody did. Like Peace Bear, Lady Diet, Princess Bear, yeah. whatever the hell. And I'd call and come up with these cockamamie stories like I didn't even have a kid at the time. I'm like, mm-hmm. Do you have the Peace Bear? And they're like I'd say, My my two kids, because uh, they'd limit you to two. Yeah. Not just one, but two. You actually do an old lady voice on the phone? I, that, well, that's probably how my voice sounded at oh, the time. Oh, okay. I've got, uh, I've got two kids, and they're looking for the, do you have that or whatever? And I'd, I'd lie about that just to go buy them up and then flip them. Yeah. And although anybody would. A lot of people did. I did. I don't think anybody would, but a lot of people did, and a lot of people would. I, I mean, I just told some bullshit stories. <laughs> oh, I can, man, it happens. Oh though. my god! Hell, everybody's got. I didn't ever like. I didn't ever proud of. say like, oh, you know, my aunt is dying yeah. of uh, some kind of mesothelioma. Yeah, yeah, you never, you don't take it that far. Um, yeah, it's, man, it's just, it's, <laughs> what, I mean, again, it was obviously a lot of people were, especially in the beanie in the beanie baby world, everybody was because. Again, you have a hobby like that. You have more people trying to sell them than you have wanting to buy them. That means there's going to be all kind of underhanded stuff going on. But it's just the nature of the beast with it. Because again, you the supply and demand. You have to somehow outstrip this demand, which is way outstripped by the supply. Because there's fourteen thousand dealers for every ten thousand buyers. Yeah, it's like podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Like eventually, there's not going to be any time. Make a wish. It's not going to be enough time for people to uh, actually listen to all of them. Absolutely right, dang it. They're going to be guest starring on the other ones. Yeah, that's all it is, man. You see that with, with like wrestling. All the wrestlers have podcasts, and they're all on each other's podcasts all the time to promote their podcast on this other guy's podcast. So how can you listen to all these podcasts? You can't. My daddy didn't really have any hobbies. He liked uh, old cars, but he couldn't really work on them yeah. well. And he just, you know, oh, yeah. he liked them. But um with sports cards, you know, you kind of got, oh, it's sports, it's athletic, got a little machismo with it. Yeah. But you got to think about my daddy when I'm bringing home plush toys. Yeah. Like, Mary. Matthew. You know anything about Matthew? What's he doing? I think we should have let you have that one glove back <laughs> in 85. <laughs> Look at you yeah. over there with your Michael Jackson. <laughs> that ain't what he called him. No, no, no. Well, the, uh, so, Jacko. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, but your yeah, hobbies are uh, horror art. Yeah, I, I do like my horror art. I buy my, my my art pieces. I don't try to sell them and make money off of them ever. I just I like having my hobbies that are things I enjoy mm-hmm. and not a pursuit like that because it just in for me it isn't as much fun. Then it turns into a different thing. Um, I also don't like anything. I, I think the reason I, I used to like playing video games a lot more than I do now. Now I don't really. And it's, I don't think it's that I've outgrown them. I've outaged them. It's just that they've changed a lot, and now mm-hmm. it's that thing I've said before about how everything has to be your lifestyle now. It can't just be something you enjoy. I mean, you, you, 
I like to watch football games, but I don't. That's not my lifestyle, my personality. I no, you like don't beer. have a team really anymore, do you? No, I just like football, man. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have a, an active rooting interest, like game by game. I, yeah, there's one team I want to win this game versus this game. Sometimes I don't really care. When somebody, when you're out, Jimmy, like someone doesn't know you from the show because yeah. it's kind of documented that you don't really. It, for instance, once a year, I guess at the beginning of the season, nine would draw who he's going to pull mm-hmm. for that year. Uh, when when they when you're maybe out at a bar or something watching a game and hey. Uh, buddy, who are you pulling for here? You're like, man, I don't really have a team. People ever look at you like, yeah. Well, if somebody if somebody asks me who's my team, I know they're kind of douchey anyway. But if somebody's like, oh, why? Well, it, 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 again, that's not the thing. If you ask, it, all right, if the Saints are playing the Titans and you ask me who I'm pulling for, and I say Tennessee, I, that I answered your question fine because I'm really pulling for Tennessee a lot of times in that game. Um, I like I have a soft spot for them. I have a soft soft spot for Buffalo for some you reason. A soft spot in your head. Uh huh. Right here. But uh, but now if you ask me what, hey, who's your team? Well, then you've gone into like douchey football fan territory with me. Just, Just by general. asking who your team is. Yeah, it's why you care who my team is. You ask me who I'm pulling for in the game we're watching. Don't ask me who my team is. Well, I don't have a pro team anymore. Yeah, man. I mean, I know you, you're loyal to the Cox and the South hey. Carolina football program as well. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, man, that's, that's one. Something has to become your lifestyle, and your personality, is your sports or your video games or you know, like I'm wearing a Ghostbusters T-shirt I bought for seven ninety five at Walmart. Got you one too. But uh, but you know I don't have Ecto One models all over my house and Slimers hanging all over the house. You know I don't want to own merchandise from everything. I, I don't want Ghostbusters to be my personality or my lifestyle. I like beer, but I don't want that to be my personality or my lifestyle. I'm not. I like whiskey, but I'm not traveling to the the, the Jack Daniels facilities. I'm not going to the distilleries for it. You know what I mean? I what don't is your? A, that, you know, but what is your mecca? Like what is your? I used to, now. I remember as a kid, my mecca was Cooperstown until I talked to people who went and said yeah. it was the most boring bullcrap. Middle of nowhere, nothing to do, nowhere to eat, no hotel not close sucked. to nothing. So I, 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 I changed that to hedonism. But yeah, a much better idea. Where's your, I mean, like you have a, a great amount of interest, but like yeah, I do. But none of them are all encompassing like that. None of them are, are really that domineering over me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know, man. Like some place it has like a hundred German shepherds that all run up at once and then like it just knock me to the ground and crawl all over me and love on me, or like a weed farm. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't really, I really don't know, man. What if I told you there's a weed farm that has a hundred German shepherds and a stoner metal band playing too? Mastodon. Okay, yeah, perfect. Them or Orange Goblin, I'll take either one or Truck Fighters. Would that be your make a wish if that were to happen? Yeah, or maybe like a Ween concert. I'd like to go to that. I didn't, I've never seen them live for some reason. I'm pretty. Uh... I'm pretty versatile with that. I don't get thrown in. Now, I used to have a collection of Back to the Future stuff. Remember when people's entire personalities were being fans of Dave Matthews' band? That sucked. Oh, yeah. That's... Yeah. That ballerina logo in the back. Yeah, or your whole personality is just going to shows. That's your entire personality, your entire life revolves around just going. I like I like varied interests, man. I know you do too a lot. I yeah, but with the the, the Dave Matthews thing, I can remember how Good God every hot woman in the South went to every one of them too. And and you would look for that on a girl's mm. uh, car or whatever. Yeah. You know, much like earlier on when people would put the ladies would put the Hawaiian lace. Yeah, only hot girls I think were allowed to do yeah, it. Yeah, for the first year or two, and then, and then that changed mm-hmm. opposite. But um, Dave Matthews, I remember some of my friends, they hated Dave Matthews, yeah. not just music, but because they were jealous oh, of the yeah. attraction. And uh, they would say, stupid looking silhouette of a ballerina or whatever. Yeah. And that guy traded his car in and didn't come on it. 
he put a Michael Jordan Jumpman sticker on the back. Yeah. That if you think about it, the similarities are kind of there. Oh yeah, it is, man. They'd go to they'd go to prom together. Yeah. Dave yeah. Matthews Band logo meet Jumpman. Yeah, yeah. And Jumpman, they're, Jumpman. They're, they're they're the the, the big time sneakerheads. Their entire personalities, their their sneakers and Supremes and stuff like that. That fashion and nothing else to them besides and nothing that. Nothing else. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's fine to like those things. I don't care if you like those things, but I think there's more to you than those things, and don't identify yourself by those things and nothing else. Are your titties cold like mine? Because you're bit, holding your hands bit. like they are. Yeah, my hands are cold. I'm trying to warm them up in my arms. My armpits, hands man. are too, but yeah. God, man, my nips are here. rock hard. <laughs> yeah, and uh, oh, there was another one I was I was going to point out. I don't remember what it Dave is. Dave Matthews Band fans? No, it was something after that one. It's another one that I don't remember. But it's just anything nowadays is, it becomes a lifestyle. The sneakerheads and, and the, 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 the bands and oh, it was the... You know, I like country music. I like real country music. I thought you were going to say a bad word. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, you, you do know, like them, though. I, I love country music. That, that, too. But, you know, I love my, my Sturgills and my Charlie Crockett's and, and all that kind of stuff. Whiskey Mine. Turnpike Troubadours. Yeah, man. And, uh, uh, yeah, all of them. So, but again, that I know a lot of people who've gotten into that stuff, and it becomes their entire world, their entire personality revolves around that. Oh. It's their only interest, their only hobby they're allowed to have for some reason. I know a... Uh but I also like other stuff. You know, I'm just going to sit around and listen to Charlie Crockett all the time. He's probably my favorite right now, but I also like to listen to other stuff. I have a set of Crockett cups. I'll let oh, you drink good. that up. Yeah. I, uh, I won one back in 88. There's a buddy of mine, you and Muda. There's a, uh, who won it that year? I don't remember. Road Warriors. I don't remember. Oh. Um, I don't know if they had it that year. Might have been Juice and Thunder Lager. Let me look it up. The, uh, the uh, work me back. Let's see. Uh Talking about uh, everything being your, I was talking about country music being your entire life, like oh, yeah. alt country. So I, I've, I've said something about this old buddy of ours on uh, the morning show, and he has a good sense of humor about it. But this guy loves fishing so much, and he wears fish like he has a corporate esque. Sting and Luger one in eighty eight. Sting and Luger did. Yeah. Anyway, That's corporate. before he went into the Four Horsemen. Yeah, anyway, okay. corporate-esque jobs. Corporate-esque jobs where you you can wear, like, the golf shirt or whatever, mm-hmm. but he wears, like, these PFG, like, Columbia-looking vintage shirts with, like, slacks, like, yeah. all the time. Yeah. And it's it's for fishing. Yeah. But he, he wears it, like, mm-hmm. he might go fishing once every couple weeks. Yeah. But it's his life. And it he's is. got the, like, he was the one I was telling you who was lamenting at the fact that I don't remember what row, but like really choice seats to go watch all the world class fishermen weigh in their fish. Yeah, at the yeah, after they drive them an hour back from God. the lake. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> I know, man. I'm telling you what, I can't imagine what that place smelled like. Uh, but they got it all spick and span. Yeah, now. they did. They got cleaned up. Yeah. Anyway, I guess that's about all we got for today. I'm getting hungry for lunch. I was going to say, I'm looking at that chicken parmesan sandwich in front of me. But we do other things too. That we do eat plenty. Yes. Uh, uh, good and plenties. No, I hate no, them. No, I don't like them either. I like well, nihilators, though. Yeah, nihilators. Uh-huh. Dude, how long did it, it was it? <laughs> nihilators. Nihilators. It sounded like people were saying annihilators. Yeah, nihilators. Yeah. Anyway. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, please uh, comment, uh, like it, you know, all that gimmick. Share, Share it, most it. importantly. Tell people you like it. Yeah, and uh, we appreciate you. Uh, Thank you. Thank you much. Thank you. See you next week. Thank probably. you more next week. More? Probably. Get out. Time to close the doors on another episode of After Hours with the Rise Guys. Subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Pass it around to your family and friends. 
and other P-Words. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Yeah. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.